Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Ryan Newman. I'm Michael Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. All right, we are in our third conference now of our QB ranking season, and we're on to the Big Ten. Um, a lot of a lot of new names and new faces uh, in this quarterback kind of conference here. So I'm interested to see Trey's rankings. He's the guy that did the the ranks here. So we'll we'll give our Michael and I will give our opinions on Trey's rankings. But I I imagine this one was pretty tough with all the new faces. So Trey, why don't you go ahead and get us started with number uh, number fourteen? Yeah, I had a I had a tough time with this list, but yeah. number fourteen, we've got Taven Jackson of Indiana. Fun fact, he's the brother of Trace Jackson Davis, the who starred on the Hoosiers basketball nice. team. Um, but I, I'm just not super high on why isn't he not Jackson Davis? Ryan, I didn't get into the family. I didn't history. get into the family tree. I just I kinda <laughs> I just realized that he was the brother. Half brother or what is he? I didn't dig in, but uh <laughs> okay. Didn't go on ancestry, but but yeah, no, I'm just not super high on the Hoosiers right now. Um, actually, I probably would have been a little bit higher with their quarterback if it was Dexter Williams' job, but he got injured at the end of last year, um, so he's still kind of recovering from a knee injury. Maybe he comes back this year and elevates him. Um, Jackson, just we just don't have any data points. He's a Tennessee transfer, basically no game action. I think he's thrown four passes or something, but he is a four-star prospect. Um, so there's some talent. So we'll we'll see if. Um, I mean, the Hoosiers, they only have two Power 5 wins the last two years. So mm. I need to see some more on the field. One of, one to of them's got to be Nebraska. Got to be. It was not. It was. Uh, uh, I don't know if we played them. Maybe yeah, last we year. Beat we beat them last them, year. But, yeah, you're right. We did. All right. Number 13, I've got Ben Bryant of Northwestern. And personally, I actually, I don't think Ben Bryant is terrible. Um, I think he improves the floor of this offense. I, I actually would have had him higher on this list if, kind of the mess that's going on right now with in the program with Fitzgerald and all that wasn't going on, um, you know, cause the dust still hasn't settled on all that. We don't know who they're all going to trot out there on the field next year. Um, we don't know what the yeah. personnel is going to look like, uh, but Brian himself, you know, he threw for 2,700 yards, 21 touchdowns last year for Cincinnati, pretty respectable. And it's a, it's a big upgrade in my opinion, from what the, the Wildcats have shown recently, it's been pretty pathetic on offense. Yeah, that was interesting. Ben Bryant, I probably would have put him a, a spot or two higher. I, I, I would have had him a few slots higher. That's one of my disagreements with your but list. But like, that's totally I kind of get your Northwestern yeah. punishment. That was my him. that was my angle. I, I think you know, he's so. good, but yeah. I just got off thought, so bad that it's uh, you're probably yeah. going to look smarter by just having him low. Exactly. You know, so. Exactly. Yeah, it was. I yeah, I wouldn't be mad with him with him higher, but yeah, I was looking at the program. So all right, getting to number twelve, another kind of poor program recently or i guess historically uh rutgers gavin wimsat um evan simon also in the room with experience but wimsat you know he's the hope that they're clinging to he's a four-star talent definitely inefficient last year uh five touchdown passes seven picks uh but you know you got a factory and rutgers as a whole struggled he reclassified so he was still a little young um he was constantly getting pressured so i think a little bit of the experience will help they're also bringing in Kirk Soraka um, as offensive coordinator, which I think will be a big upgrade over Sean Gleason. Um, just the challenge, of course, for him is, you know, is there enough help around him to, to help him get higher on this list um, and make Rutgers more competitive? I hope so, man. I, I, I want know. Rutgers yeah. to be decent. You know, I, got, I do too. I like Rutgers. Um, number 11, we've got Noah Kim of Michigan State. Very difficult to uh, to rank here. Uh, Hauser is also in the mix, um, but I think in relation to the Joey Hauser, 
I, I didn't go through players. all the relationships no? oh, okay. of, of right. these guys, but right. um, but it, actually Noah Kim is Lil Kim's son. No, I, wow. I'm just updating <laughs> myself know. for <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but it, I mean, it's been a tough off season. We kind of for a lot some of these programs, but for Sparty, you know, Peyton Thorne transferred out. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, then their best receiver, Keon Coleman, that really decided hurt. to transfer to Florida State. Um, so, but I mean, Kim didn't play a ton, but when he did, he played pretty well, you know, uh, 14 and 19, three touchdowns, not against the greatest competition, but at least he showed something on the field. He's a fourth year guy. So he's, he's been a part of the program. Isn't totally raw. Um, the office coordinator, Jay Johnson has also praised his run game ability too. So don't love the Michigan state situation, but I think Kim is serviceable at least. Yeah. Agree with that. All right. Number 10. Luke Altmeyer of Illinois. Now we're starting to get to some teams that have, you know, were a little better last year. Um, Donovan Leary, the the redshirt freshman, and Ball State transfer John Paddock are also vying here. But I think it's Altmeyer. Um, he's got the highest upside. You know, he was in competition for the Ole Miss job, but but Jackson Dart took it. He's another guy, a four star pedigree. Uh, but what we did see at Ole Miss, he was just a fifty percent comp- uh, passer. Three touchdowns, three picks. Um, you know, he does have the experience of learning under a good offensive mind in Lane Kiffin. And then at Illinois, I like Barry Lunny um, as their offensive coordinator. He did well at uh, Texas San Antonio. Uh, when he took over as an offensive co- coordinator last year, the quarterback position really did uh, improve the most uh, as far as unit over unit, year over year uh, t- with Tommy DeVito. Um, I guess a, a downgrade here is they lose uh, one of the best running backs in the country. They had yeah. Chase Brown. He was that, awesome. That, that could hurt the offense. Um, but maybe, you know, Juice Williams 2.0 on the outside could really break out and and help make Altmeyer be his He's good. primary weapon and and elevate Altmeyer higher on this list. Chase Brown's yeah. a big loss. That guy was tough. He was a very, very good running back. Yeah, I think yeah. this was a fair spot for for Altmeyer. Because he's he's got more potential, I think, than they'll have a good defense too. So below. you won't have to do much. Their their defensive line is it's still very, good. very good. Yep. All right. Number nine, Ethan Kaliak Manis uh, for Minnesota. So Tanner Morgan is finally gone. I mean, he's been on our list for hmm. a decade, but, uh, but Kaliak Manis, he played a lot last year. Uh, he ended up starting five games, broke out late in the Wisconsin, their rivalry game, threw for over 300 yards, two touchdowns, uh, was in their bowl game, bowl win against Syracuse. Didn't, didn't have to throw it a ton due to the circumstances, but he was seven of nine there. The one knock on him, though, in his first year, he was inconsistent. Um, he finished the year with three touchdowns uh, and four picks. So, uh, so PJ Fleck brought in a, a new co-offensive coordinator to to kind of help help the quarterback room there. They didn't ask him to do a whole lot, but I'm inter- I'm really interested interested to see him. You know, when they give him the full reins this season, to see what the, that offense looks like. He was a tough one. Yeah, and they do lose their stud running back. Ibrahim. That'll be interesting. Right. That's tough. All right. Getting to number eight, Jeff Sims of Nebraska, the Georgia Tech transfer. I mean, he was highly regarded when he went to Georgia Tech. You know, it's hard to hard to look at Sims um and kind of totally judge him what we saw just because of, you know, he was pretty much thrown to the wolves, in my opinion, as they transitioned offensive scheme from Paul Johnson's offense to a more traditional one. He threw a lot of picks. Um, but again, maybe not all his fault as he was trying to make plays under pressure. 
Uh, he de- he is a big threat with his feet. He's an elite athlete there, rushed for over a thousand yards in his career. Um, and he made a good enough impression on Matt Rule's staff, you know, because the incumbent starter, Casey Thompson, was yeah. there, decided to transfer out. So that's a you yeah, know, that's a positive good. sign if you're a if you're a Nebraska fan. So maybe if you're looking for optimism, uh, maybe a fresh start, a new environment could help Sims. Um because maybe he still has the potential in there. Um, the, I guess my concern with Nebraska is I'm I'm a little worried about their offensive coordinator Marcus Satterfield potentially maybe limiting him. Yeah. Um, just not wildly in love with his track record. But but Sims is like he could be one of those guys like all or nothing here on this list. Yeah, I think him being eighth. Like I don't have a problem with it. I, I don't. But I think him being eighth says more about the lack of depth in the big 10 at the quarterback position than it does about him. Cause like, I think that's a pretty weak number eight. Like he, he, yeah, yeah, he was a bigger group, but he really on the field, maybe somewhat understandably given the surrounding talent, but he just hasn't shown much. So um, yeah, I think it's a pretty, pretty weak number eight. I agree. It's hard to say, but I agree. Yeah. Honestly, I just think, I think we're starting to get this point where like, I still think this list kind of, is not good at all yet. Like, which <laughs> yeah. is not a good list. Like, it's Cade McNamara. I, he's certainly an upgrade here at number seven from what Iowa has rolled out previously. I, I don't discount that. You know, he led Michigan to a Big Ten title in a playoff a couple of years ago. But when you look at, it, he didn't really light it up that year. Um, he was just kind of stable. Uh, a lot of the success that Michigan had was thanks to that great defense with Hutchison and Ajabo on the on the D line. Um, he lost his job to JJ McCarthy last year. And and when you look at Iowa, of course, your concern has to be Brian Ferentz. Like, what can this offense do? Yeah. Um, Got to get twenty five points per game, baby. It's also yeah, I know. It's his third offensive coordinator in three seasons. He does, bring, you know, Eric All transfers in um, from Michigan as well at tight end. That could help. Um, there's some. There are some like decent. They skill, should be talent players there. Yeah. Like they should be better. But I'll believe it when I see it. Sort of deal. So yeah. he has leadership qualities. Should improve the offense, but again, I, I just want to see it to believe it with with Ferentz. It's they're so they've been so bad. Of course, they're going to be a little better, but can they actually be, you know, good enough to really compete? Like, I mean, the defense yeah. has been great, so thankfully that they don't have to have a yeah. great offense. But I mean, man, all right. Does the I offense change? Does Ferentz go different? Like, because he knows he's got a target number to get to. Like. I think you're like, just, I think the pace air raid, pass little, it out. Like who quick, cares? Well, I don't know about quick, that. Quick tempo. I think the tempo yeah. will maybe quicken up a little bit. And yeah, I think yeah. the offense will be significantly better because I think it should McNamara brings a level of competency, but yeah, he's, he's fine. He's not like, okay. And the big, yeah. in the big, in the big 10, how, what offense are they? Are they number dude? You yeah. can't just, you can't throw, can't me throw that number at you. you can't, I mean, I got it. I got to delve. I got to do some research on that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, well, they were what, thirteenth last year or fourteenth? Who who was worse, Northwestern? Well, what 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 are we are we just talking in in, in terms of what? Like, what do you goodness. are you asking to rank how good the offense is? How <laughs> what? Sorry, goodness, goodness. Okay, because yeah, because yeah, they they you know the the style they play. They're not I'm gonna, not. Yeah, they don't have to put up the total yards or whatever. Like, right. You know, efficient. However effective they are, they should they? be like. You look at some of the guys they have. They should be decent, but they're just. Yes. Can they get into? Can they beat out like four other teams? Can they beat out Indiana, Northwestern, Rutgers, and one other team? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe Rutgers, maybe Purdue struggles. So, so last year they were Nebraska yeah struggles. they were probably probably thirteenth uh, uh, in the Big Better Ten. Northwestern, yeah. 
Rutgers being the worst, actually, mm. you know, by at least the metric I'm looking at here. I'm just okay. looking at ESPN's efficiency metric, not gospel, but good enough. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think they, so you, you said a good line there. I think they can jump to 10th. 10th, okay. Maybe they'll pass up Northwestern, Indiana. And Rutgers. Or sorry, they already passed Rutgers, but yeah, yeah. Northwestern, Indiana. Okay. And that would get them one more. So, yeah, you have the Uh-oh. you have a seventh best quarterback, more. kind of they, like one of the somebody's got to struggle, whether it's Nebraska, Purdue, Nebraska, Nebraska Illinois. Per, that, those are the possibilities, I think. Purdue, Nebraska, yeah. Illinois. Because I think Minnesota well, so, could find a way to be all right. Speaking of of Purdue, you mentioned them. I have yeah, at number Purdue's six. Big. Okay, go ahead, Trey. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say, I'm getting to Purdue here. So I've got Hudson Card. Now, part of this ranking for me is I kind of like Hudson Card. Um, you know, I don't love the situation at Purdue with them losing a lot. Of course, they lose Jeff Brom. Um, but at Texas, like, Card played pretty well there. He, he just juggled time with Quinn Ewers last year. Ewers ended up taking over. But, like, he threw 11 touchdowns, two picks, 65% completions as a Longhorn. He was a four-star. Um, Graham Harrell is the new off- offensive coordinator. Some like him, some don't. But, you know, little checkered results. But I'm just a little... Uh, optimistic that they're going to match um those two guys will match well enough to outperform some of the other guys on on my list but like if you said if you had hudson card a little lower i would not be be upset with you you know i'm okay with it just because of you know like system and expectations i don't think Purdue's going to be very good but i don't think it's gonna be hudson card's fault you know like the new coach and the new system they lose a ton of talent around them so if you put you know uh, some of these other guys on that list, on this list that were like behind him, I think they'd probably do even worse. I think like Card's okay. I think he's a pretty, pretty solid yeah. quarterback. Just he's not going into a good situation though. No. Uh, well, yeah. I, I think neither is Cade McNamara uh, as well. But no, I like I like Hudson Card. I I think this is a good spot for him. I think I think yeah. it's pretty good. I'm with you. Okay. Now we're getting to the top five here. Number five is Tanner Mordecai at Wisconsin. So. If you, he's tough to rank, uh, given the situation, in my opinion. Like, if you're purely basing your ranking on production, then he would probably be like top three. Um, but you know, just because of what he's done the last couple of years, he's thrown over three thousand yards each year, has seventy-two touchdown passes. Like his bugaboo, though, is efficiency. Um, he's thrown a lot of picks. Um, he, he supposedly threw four picks in their spring game. Like, but I will say, he's a clear upgrade, of course, over Graham Mertz. Uh, he's got Braylon and Allen to hand it off to. Um, the situation, though, is unique. Um, there's a major shift in offense, of course, going from that you know grounded pound to Phil Longo's more open offense. You know, will the offensive line be able to adapt to that change quickly? Will Morde- Mordecai keep the turnovers down? Um, obviously, I do think the offense is going to improve, and much of it would probably be Mordecai. But you know, can he? Like I said, can he keep the mistakes down and turn into a, a top three quarterback in the league? We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I'm a little higher on Mordecai. I would have him at least one slot higher and, and maybe two, but we'll get to those guys. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. So number four, Drew Aller uh, at Penn State. I'm, I'm kind of just bullish on Penn State. I, I like him. Um, again, we don't have much to go on, but he, he's a, he, he's a five star sophomore, six foot five, kind of groomed for this. Definitely, uh, well, hit, the ceiling is a little bit higher than with what, what, what you had with Sean Clifford. Um, he appeared in 10 games last year, uh, four touchdowns, got his feet wet, uh, has an incredible running back duo with Singleton and Allen um, 
to take some of the pressure off of him. A great defense, a really one of the best defenses in the Big Ten in the country. So it's not going to solely be on his shoulders on the offense. And I just, I'm like I said, I'm kind of high on Penn State. I'm a believer in Aller. Um, I don't see a decline from the Clifford offenses. I definitely right now would have Mordecai ahead of Aller just because like we've seen he's a lot of, it. yeah, he's showing a lot of good production from from Mordecai. Not perfect, but like pretty dang good. And yep. and Aller, we just yeah, like you said, I mean, we just haven't seen much at all. I mean, yeah. I know he's got the pedigree, but uh, and you know he's he's got a good offensive line in front of him, gonna have a really good running game, but receiving core, you know, somewhat yeah, they question lose. mark. So yeah, I would need for me personally. I I get you're kind of hedging though because because the the talent is there is so high yeah. that he could be great. So I, I see why you put him there, but I would have him personally. One, I, he was there I last year. And Sean Clifford was still the starter. I yeah, no, I wouldn't. I yeah, that's just my kind of projection optimism there. Yeah, coming through. All right, number three, Talia Tagavaloa, Maryland. Um, he's the most experienced quarterback in the Big Ten. Um, he set basically every meaningful record uh, at Maryland. He was second team All Big Ten last year. Uh, he's put back to back strong seasons together. Uh, he's compiled 50 total touchdowns over 3,000 yards both both years. Uh, he gets sacked a ton, um, 32 times last year. Some of that's related to the O line issues they had, but some is obviously related to his style. He you know tends to ex- extend plays with his feet. Um, Maryland this year has a little bit of a revamped receiver room, uh, but don't see why you know given his talent can't overcome that. Really, I guess the thing on his legacy that's missing is just that kind of breakthrough upset win. If they could get one of those, that would really yeah. kind of stamp him there. They almost had one. Didn't they almost beat Ohio State uh, that one year? With the, yeah. Like, it was like, yeah. I don't know if it was a two-point conversion or something. There was something. There was – They played them tough. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so I got Talia there. And then number two, Kyle McCord of Ohio State. Obviously, this is more of a projection than ranking of production. He's only played sparingly behind C.J. Stroud. But assuming McCord does win the job, you've got a Ryan Day quarterback, which pretty much all those tear it up, put up All-American numbers. Not to mention, he has the best wide receiver room in the country, led by Marvin Harrison Jr., Emeka Igbuka, um, other guys too, like Julian Fleming. Like Basically, I feel like I could roll out there and throw for 3,000 yards with these guys. Um, you got great running backs to help Mayan Williams, Travion Henderson, among others. This is again, purely projection, but we've seen it every year with the Ohio state quarterback. They just, they, they turn them out. And then that yeah. leads, are you going to have any, any disagreement there? No. I mean, it's, it's, if there's anyone in the comments saying, well, what is Kyle McCord? He's proven nothing. It's like, okay, go back to every single one of our, you know, quarterback rankings episodes where there's a new Ohio state quarterback. It's like, Justin Fields hadn't proven anything, and Dwayne Haskins hadn't proven anything, and quarterback X, but they're always great. So, yeah, yeah, hard to argue. That was my criteria there. And then number one, J.J. McCarthy of Michigan. Um, you know, doesn't wow you with the stats all the time, but so far he's a winner. 12-1 and one as a starter last year, led them to their first victory at Ohio State since 2000. The last three games uh, last year, he kind of picked it up, too. Um, which is why I'm a little bit more bullish on 2023 uh, in those games, 10 touchdowns. He's a threat with his legs. I mean, in the playoff loss to TCU, uh, he had a career eye, 343 yards passing, added 52 on the ground. Um, 
he, you know, he, he completed 65% of his passes the first year. They didn't ask him to throw it down the field a ton, but they, they opened it up a little bit more at the end of the year, especially in that Ohio state game. Um, he's got a, a lot of help on the ground game, Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards. So it's not always square on his shoulders, but, and Michigan should be, should be good. So that's why I got McCarthy. Cause he can, there's still room for him to improve. He was, it was yeah. his first year starting last year. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Wouldn't, uh, I mean, I, I don't have any problem with your, your top, top guy there, JJ McCarthy. Um, Ryan, any thoughts on the list overall here? His conference is not very good right now. No, they, they, they kind of stink. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Kate McNamara, top half of the Big Ten, which is supposed to be one of the, you know, the second best conference. Not good. Just so much unproven players. I mean, Drew Aller at four is so unproven. This is uh this is not good. <laughs> yeah, it's not ideal. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, especially that you look at the right half of your screen, like I don't know. I mean, there's some potential there, but JJ McCarthy is number one. I mean, like I like McCarthy, but Number one in the Big Ten, you're, you're talking usually Heisman guys and guys that are put up huge stats, but yeah, oh, yeah, like man. if Kyle McCord does what CJ Stroud and every other Ohio State quarterback has done, then yeah, he'll put up good numbers, no doubt. Yeah, but then he might, you know, make this list look even better. Um, and yeah. but yeah, you're right, JJ McCarthy. I would want to see if he's gonna solidify himself as this number one here, which I, I think I would put him there too right now, but that's. It's kind of projecting. All right, put a he little more on his shoulders. Not Andrew Lucky, but like more in like just better numbers in the Harbaugh type of systems. Like, dude, got to do better than that. Wow. Uh, I mean, I like him. He's good, but yeah, for number one of the Big Ten, you, I would expect a little more. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for checking out this episode of the College Football Bros. Uh, our next episode, we will be getting to the Pac-12 before, of course, then the SEC. And finally, we'll be uh, ranking every quarterback in the country. Not not, not every, just just the top, what do you say, top 15 guys? <laughs> I don't know. Something I don't like that. 133, however many teams there are. But uh, be sure to subscribe so you can check out those episodes. And we'll see you next time.